Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Survive. Thrive. Stay alive. It's time to get prepared with the Prepping Academy Podcast. All right. All right, everyone. Probably should have taken a drink there first. Hey, welcome to PrepperNet Live. I am Forrest. We're getting the show started. We got some amazing people in the green room. We're going to bring out. I got a few announcements I want to go through first. We're getting started early. You notice I usually wait longer for people to join, but hey, um, not tonight. We got big, big names in the green room. So hey, want to let everybody know this is a live stream, not only for PrepperNet members, but mostly for PrepperNet members. Um, just to kind of let you guys know what's going on, and we're still around. If 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 you you know. You have bi-weekly meetings or monthly meetings, whatever you have, or your group is not meeting right now. But we, we're here, so um, that's what we're here. Make sure you join PrepperNet.net. Um, here I am. That's me. That's my four books I've written. If you don't read them, you'll probably die in the apocalypse anyway. So you might as well go ahead and buy them now and, and not worry about it. Um and also, hey, check out our um, podcast called Prepping Academy, Uncle Buck and I, and sometimes special guests, um, like, um, yeah, special guests will come on. So join that, um, whatever your favorite podcast method is. Um, I, I, get, I get really, you know, Greg and I work good together, but I love giving Greg a hard time. His, his code name's Uncle Buck. Everybody knows them. Hey, we have all kinds of events going on in PrepperNet every single week from our national Zellonet to Sisterhood Zellonet, which guys are not allowed on that. I, I've tried, and they won't let me join. We do 40 meters, and we do all kinds of nets. we got things going on every, almost every night of the month at PrepperNet, but you got to join PrepperNet.net to get to be a member of that, to, to see what's going on. Prepernet.net. That is where we communicate. So you can, I know you, you may be on the uh, meetups, but not a good place to communicate with everyone. And then let's see the next slide we got. Okay. This weekend, we got a big event uh, called Mountain Readiness. It's in Harmony, North Carolina. Um, they still have tickets, a lot of tickets, I think. I'm not sure. MountainReadiness.com. I'm going to be there um, for sure. I'm actually teaching three classes a day, which if I could, can I say the S word? And yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it does because, well, so um, Sullivan's going to be there, and my partner Trip is forgot that he has this like wedding anniversary, and they're already booked a cruise. So I'm teaching the Sullivan class, and then I'm teaching um, my class on survival groups and my class on. Oh, entrepreneurship for survival. So I'm teaching three classes a day. It's going to kill me. And also, guess who else is going to be there? If you look right there in the middle right there, you see a, a doctor and a nurse, I guess. 
Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, which are in the green room. You heard them laughing a, a second ago. But they're going to be there. It's going to be a great experience. We're getting there. You know, we'll be there Friday set up, ready for everybody to come in. We're going to have like a, I don't know what it is. Beth will describe it in the chat room. Her name, if you see a BG, that's Beth. Um, we have a L social. She's already posted. Oh my goodness. She's already ahead of me. We're having a big social Friday night. Come and I th- Beth, if you'll tell everybody what they need to bring, definitely bring a chair. There'll be no chairs on site. So you got to bring your own chairs. So, um, but um, come and join us Saturday night. Beth will give you all the details. You'll f- come by the booth and um, and get the information as well, I guess. So um, let's see. I think that's – is that all I have? Oh, I'm giving away a sun oven. Um, so it's, it's everything. It's actually more than $679. I did the calculations on it, and my calculator came to an E. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but, but it came to an E. It's that valuable. And it will be that valuable when the grid goes down and you're trying to, you know, warm up some food on a fire. People see you burning something. They'll come and, you know, they'll invite themselves to dinner. This prevents that. So anyway, um, enter the sun oven. Um, go to preppernet.com slash giveaway. And you can enter. All I need is your email. Um, and because I got to let you know you won. And if you don't respond when I send you an email, you don't win. We'll give it to someone else. So anyway, and I hate that too, because it takes forever. So anyway, so without, oh, one last thing. I forgot about this slide. Hey, we are supported by your memberships. We have a premium membership is $40 a year. That's literally five coffees from Starbucks. I mean, seriously, the drinks you guys drink, most, some of you guys. It's, it's like $40 a year. And here's the thing. We can provide more services and more content and more of what you want. The more people that join, that's plain and simple. And that's what we're, we're doing that for. There's some courses in there that we've created. It is, I mean, literally when you join and become a member, it's almost, it's almost like being in heaven. Cause we're here for you. <laughs> we're going to hear, protect you and teach you. It's not like the same in heaven. I don't know. I just made that up. That's kind of what I do. But anyway, I would introduce you to Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, but guess who is not in her seat right now in the green room? <laughs> she is gone. Oh, here she comes. She's ran. She ran back. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so you had to go get some water, didn't you? No, lip gloss. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh, it's let me put mine on. Sorry. It's for me. It's for me. It's yeah, right. he's missing all of them. Yeah. Well, this is um the famous Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy. That's Joe and Amy Alton. <laughs> and they have been doing this in the prepping arena for as long as I've been born. Um, <laughs> they, they are good friends and I love them. And we talk on the phone. I'll, you know, I just call them randomly and y'all never randomly call me. I've noticed that. Well, maybe we will. Because we'll, we'll he's do, busy. You're a busy man. You, we're, you run like, we're just I don't know, 45 companies. <laughs> yeah. You're like Elon Musk. You are. You I'm are. lucky if I get a text back from you're you. The prepper Elon you know, Musk. <laughs> one of the things I was going to do, and I totally forgot, is I was going to get the first time I interviewed you guys on a podcast. Oh, boy. I was so embarrassed. Do you remember that at all? I, I was. Pri- I don't get embarrassed often. I really don't. 
Why would you be embarrassed? Because I'm going to tell you guys, and you'll remember this. I was, it was probably the most I've been embarrassed ever in my prepper net days ever. Okay. I invited you guys on. I forgot your name. <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all remember that? Uh-uh. Uh, did you call me John? John? I, I, I something yeah. like that. And, and then I forgot your book name. Cause as I was That's introduced, okay. I was introducing the book name and I couldn't get it right. And I remember my face, my face was just <laughs> red. Aww, we didn't it notice was, a thing for it. And I was, I should have played. I was wanting to play that tonight because oh it was gosh. just snippets, you know, snippets yep. of the past. <laughs> hey, so I can't wait to see you guys this weekend. Yeah. We haven't seen each other You're since, right. yeah, since Tennessee, I guess. Yeah. Uh, gonna- October. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of yeah October. It's gonna yeah. be a lot of fun. You got a lot of folks there that know a lot about preparedness, and so it's a good, yeah. it's a Raise good number of of teachers and and I know right yes. classes all day. I mean, you really have to like clone yourself and bring friends to take notes because what is there's like three or four sometimes classes. At oh the yeah, same at time. the same time. Yeah. You yes. Have, have yep. like, yeah. Bring a bunch of tape recorders and just put them <laughs> at each stage. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, when people come to my class, I'm going to give them a mark. That way, I, when I walk around, I can make sure everyone comes to my classes. <laughs> if they don't, <laughs> I'm kidding. You've got um, it all. You know, I, I tell you what, I, I have some amazing people. We have some amazing people in PrepperNet because I teach a class called Survival Groups, and that's mostly to get people to introduce them to PrepperNet. There are some people that have said in that class at least 10 to 15 times just to support me teaching that class. And, um, and it's, it is crazy. So, um, Hey, well, welcome. I can't, I mean, I've been looking forward to this and I've told everyone for a couple, three months now that we're going to have some mystery guests on our, on our, on our last show. You're the mystery. Surprise. Surprise. And my thinking was, okay, I'm going to just reveal them live on the show. And I'm like, wait, well, I need to tell people who's who it's going to be here, but they might not come. So anyway. Especially if you tell them it's us. Right now. <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, okay. And we're going we're gonna to joke around and have a good time. And then a little bit later in the chat room, people are going to ask questions and we're going to talk about, okay, you are teaching a class. Is it full? We have, you know? we have, wait, the, the suture class. Yes. So we had a cancellation. We had one. But, no, we had a cancellation. And then we had someone buy one last night at, I don't know, midnight. And then he canceled at 12 o'clock today. He has to work. Oh, I'm back to 15, but I, I the class has, Eight, we're going to do 18 or we're going to do 16? 16 is what I'd like to do. I mean, but, you know, if it comes, push comes to shove, we'll do 18. We, but, but I've got to be able to see. 18 max. This, this so class, we're at 15. Yeah, this class is a suture and stapling class. It's a hands-on class for people. And I'm going to, you can't leave the class until I'm happy that you can close a wound. And I'm happy. In, in, and you're happy that, that you can close he a wound. He always our, says that. Right. Our students have to be able to. I mean, sometimes I take. You know, I, I, I use pig's feet or we use pig's feet yep. for Went the template. To Publix today and got some. Right. And I, I'm going to have to be able to take your stitch and 
swing that pig's feet over my, not, over, over, over my head and make sure that thing <laughs> doesn't not, fall we're apart. We're not going to have pig's juice flying <laughs> all over my class, my uh, students. So that is that is this weekend at Harmony. So there's still room if someone wants to to, yeah, to sign up. I do yeah. want to say I do yeah. want to say although that class is is a paid class, the lecture part of the class is absolutely free. So if you yeah. want to uh, sit in the back and and watch the lecture, but which is very bring your own chair, bring your own chair, oh, bring your own chair, but, but bring yes, your own chair, bring your own chair, <laughs> bring your own and, chair. Yeah. And also, I'll I'll be giving a talk on the survival medic and basically everything that you need to know to determine how to be the medic right. for a group in times of trouble. And so we're going to talk about the likely medical issues you're going to face, what your responsibilities really are as survival medic, which you're going to be surprised about. And we're going to talk about a lot of the individual issues that you're going to find that you're going to be having to take care of if you are the highest medical asset left most to your commonly people. found yes. right most commonly right. found issues so i right. threw up a, sh- a comment on the screen can y'all read that yes only with my glasses favorite dr <laughs> um, bones moment is when you <laughs> poured two cups of hand sanitizer and amy laughed at you of course yeah, I was a- constantly entertained. Oh, yeah, we've had some dispensers that that you know you push on it and like your whole hand fills up with hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Whoever has quality control for the pumps that yeah. they put these hand sanitizers, but, not paying attention. But sometimes I just do do it to annoy you. That is true. <laughs> not not, that not is use true. hand sanitizer to annoy her, but no, use a lot of much. hand sanitizer yes, to annoy and then it's her. Like, yeah. I'll slime. Well, Amy does what my wife when I do something that's. I guess annoying or not. Well, she doesn't think it's funny, but others, she just rolls her eyes and just is like, yeah, so I get more of it. I get more of a reaction than that out of her. Usually yes. it's a, she whacks me on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, your marbles would be too loose. But I, I have that. to tell you that annoying her is one of the, the little joys in life for me. What? You know, anything it? I can do, anything I can do <laughs> to annoy her. Too. Yeah. It's wonderful. It, it's just that, wonderful. I just have you just a little bit angry at me and just a little annoyed at me and saying, you know, what are you doing? And my dad, Joe? my dad has said numerous times when he's seen me get like, ah! he's like, Amy, he's just pulling your chain. <laughs> like, I cannot stop reacting. I'm, I'll be hilarious. 90 years old and I'll be like, what are you, what are you doing that for? <laughs> That's funny. So, choice. so guys, how did you get, I mean, Okay, let me ask a question. Are you, are you really a nurse? Are you really a doctor? I mean, yeah. or did you go buy one on the internet? I know, right? Oh, I, you know what's so annoying? Every two years in Florida, you're going to show me your license, aren't you? Yeah. You, every <laughs> two years in Florida, you have to renew your license. There's mine. That's right. Let's see. Mine's um, here too. Yep. And you don't have to show me your license. So for everyone, before we went live, I pulled a, I was pulling a joke on them and they didn't know it was a joke. (laughs) But but I told them, I said, listen, a lot of people do like an EC, um, EDC dump and what's in your pockets. You know, I say, I said, I'm going to do a wallet dump. Let's see your gold cards front and back and let's see the cash. Yeah, one of my USBs, and she and she pulled out her um her, her nursing license, and Doctor Joe got up to get his wallet because he thought it was serious. I thought I'm yes. to get- Listen, 
he's he's good at following orders, you know. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. He's, and he's I'm like, guys, good. I'm just kidding on that. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, um, so yeah, so um you're both you're you are a doctor and a nurse, because everybody kind of wonders that. I mean, it's in- very simple. There's nothing to wonder. If you want to know if somebody's a medical professional, in the, mm. at least in the state of Florida, there's a medical board, there's a website, you can search. You can find out if their license is active. You can find out. Uh, oh, wait. You got to back that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There, uh, there you go. Real, yeah. real, real deal. And it's an active license. Although yeah, I, I am re- we are retired from, from actively seeing patients. Yeah. You know. Uh, but he asked me a question. Oh, what's your question? So I'm trying to answer. Oh, I'm <laughs> So in each, each state in the country, <laughs> if you're wondering if somebody's a medical professional, especially you see these people on YouTube. And I'm not going to mention one chick that has been on YouTube for a lot. Do not say her name. But um, you can't, you don't know her name. You can't find out. She claims she's a registered nurse. She claims she went to this school or that school. If you don't know her name, then you don't know if she actually is a registered nurse or some, Mm. you know, something else, we'll say. Um, So people can make claims, but you know what? Back it up. And you need to allow people to look you up and find out if your credentials that you're claiming to have are actually true. So anyway, they have, they Florida split my license. It's really ridiculous. I now have to renew two licenses. I have to renew my RN and my apron. They changed my initials. I'm now advanced practice registered nurse, which is a, a nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner. They just, I don't know. Well, y'all got the kind of wrong kind of license. When I got my license to marry people, it was a one-time fee. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. that was it. That- yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad thing. They should Maybe they should have a marriage licenses renewed. And if you don't renew it, then it just goes away. Yep, For, yep. Screw this divorce stuff that everyone has to go through. If you just forgot to go to the state, you're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. sorry, so- hon. I didn't so renew how it. did you guys take your medical profession and then literally, I mean, I know you retired, but a lot of people retire and, and live in their houses. They go to Tennessee, they go to Learn Florida, to they college. go back and forth a lot yeah. and, um, and just retire. But you guys kind of said, Hey, let's just get into the prepper and survival and the home. I mean, in that genre and started a business. I mean, you know, why? Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, Secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. 
Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. Go ahead. We retired probably, it's been 20 years since we've been retired from active yeah. practice, believe it or not. And um, uh, we, ha- I mean, I, before I met Amy, I had. Uh, is there, is there a before you met yeah, Amy? Yeah. Not, not does a that fisher. really exist? I mean, she honestly, denies it, but you know, the, be, if we're be, looking at histories, does that it, really exist? Well, we call that era BA, be before Amy. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, I had I had uh, volunteered for disaster assistance uh, teams before for uh, Andrew. Uh, hurricanes for Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Andrew in 1992. Yep. Uh, I did that, so I had some experience with that, and uh, shortly after we. Uh, after I retired, we basically got Hurricane Katrina, and we saw all these all these situations where we had lots of disaster medical assistance teams available, but we didn't have people uh, didn't have, give people a way for them to actually access help if they needed it. Right. So we wound up having a lot of victims that, because of flooding, couldn't be connected with the uh, hundreds, I mean, hundreds of disaster medical assistance personnel that were uh, coming on and converging onto the Gulf Coast, even before the the event had occurred. So, you know, this is something that I felt was really important. You know, if we could actually teach people, you know, some medical skills, how to deal with some medical equipment, put some supplies in their hands, that possibly we can avoid some unnecessary deaths, things like what happened during, uh, during Katrina. And uh, for us, we just decided to start talking about it. Well, I I will say that another thing besides that was um, we were getting threats of pandemics. Those 2006, 2007, 2008. I mean, every season it was like, Oh, we might have a pandemic. We might have this. We're worried about this. We don't know how contagious this is. And we just kept having a lot of threats. And one day we just started talking about Joe loves history. And we have a lot of old, old books. We collect old books from places that we've traveled. And I was like, well, you know, what happens in this day and age if we have some serious pandemic and we start talking about the Spanish flu, which he knew a lot about. Um, And in today's age, and obviously I'm, preaching to the choir here because we've all experienced what Joe and I talked about in 2009, which was, well, it will probably travel quickly. There's planes, there's trains, people can get from China to California in a few hours. And it would just, if it was contagious airborne, which obviously COVID was, is um, it would spread throughout the entire world. And then depending on the death rate, what would what would happen to our medical system? And they could be overwhelmed like we saw they mm-hmm. were. I mean, I personally tried to go to the ER three times at some point during COVID and um, they just were too overwhelmed and they wouldn't let him in. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to go home and die. So see you later. So, um, what- But anyway, that's what we talked about. And so these things kind of converged together. And when we started looking about what are people out there teaching folks 
that don't have medical training if something like we had made a scenario about happened. And who was doing the teaching? Right. I mean, there was there weren't any doctors and there weren't any nurse practitioners that were really talking about medical preparedness for disasters, medical preparedness for uh, you know what hits the fan situations. And the reason we we tried to figure out really why that was, you know, because we were looking for sources from from yeah. doctors and saying so so that we could learn exactly about it. But and so also could, during our prepping, because we were started that stimulated extra prepping. We were already hurricane preppers and we were like extra prepping. And we're like, okay, I want to get a list of what supplies I should have at home. And what should we think about if we don't have that medical technology, the electricity, all the things that we've relied on, the things that we learned in school? What are we going to do? So we were looking for a source ourselves from to help words, us right. get medically prepared. For example, some doctor who had written previously that was actually a doctor about what it is that you really should have, you know, in your medical kit. I mean, what we were getting folks that weren't as highly trained as we were right. talking it, about that, but nobody was willing to do that. And we realized and that the reason why too much about technology, right, right, right. And considering the limited availability to technology, right. You know, that you would have, it really didn't make sense mm -hmm. for true survival situations. So right. we needed to have somebody who would be willing to write about situations with the mindset that, the average person has become the highest medical asset left to their family. Right. And we, we did that. And we realized that no one, no one else was writing about no. that. That was a doctor, for example, because these were relatively young, young people that were interested. In, the people that were interested in it were young people, but they wouldn't, wouldn't be willing to speak about it because they were afraid of going against the conventional medical wisdom. You go against the conventional medical wisdom and you might lose your license. Right. And so if you have a, you know, if you're a 35 year old doctor and you've got, you know, three kids that are less than 10 years old, you are not going to want to lose your license, you know, because you're saying crazy things like we say, right. You know, in, in terms of the zombie apocalypse, you know, type settings. And so, we felt that we had that freedom because, you know, we, we were retired. Retired. We have active licenses. If, if our license were taken away, it would not something have changed that we said our lives. Wouldn't change us. I mean, right. it would upset us because we mm. went to school for a really, really long time. Right. I mean, I went to school for college for seven years. You know, that would upset us. And you went to school for lying on out 45 years. 45 years. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm 16 years from a medical degree. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, from day one. That's, that's, that's closer than some. <laughs> that's closer than oh some. So, um, so, so you needed, we needed to have somebody who would be willing to write about this. And so we started writing about it. Mm -hmm. We filled a niche. Okay. So since that time, has this genre, has this movement, ha have you seen it change? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Has it gotten more focused? Um, what has changed over the last, I guess, almost 15 years? Well, I would say that there's a slight increase in the actual, in general interest in preparedness, but it really waxes and wanes based on what the situation is in the world today. And right now, the situation in the world today isn't so great. You know, I mean, you, I think, and you might agree with me, Forrest, that the world is not safer, any any safer 
today than it was before. As a matter of fact, it's probably less safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in some of my talks, you know, I had slides of uh, the the general types of disasters that you would experience. And I had all the natural disasters and I had economic collapse. And I had things like that. But I found myself adding over time active shooters. I found myself adding yeah. uh, chemical emergencies from train derailments. Mm-hmm. From, uh, and now and now, of course, there's always the threat of nuclear war because of what's going on in Ukraine and because we have a lot of bad actors in the world today that crazy are crazy Putin that mm-hmm. and he's not the only crazy one out there that has access to to nucle- nuclear weapons right and we so North Korea wacko. right and so there's more stuff that people are worried about and so recently we really have seen some an increase in let's say the number of people in our survival medicine group on Facebook we have over 8000 people now on that. And, uh, just, uh, I, I, I'm getting a lot of personal emails from people saying, Hey, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? And by the way, those are always welcome. You can call me at, uh, or email me at DR or Amy at DR bones podcast at AOL.com the, or oh, 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 we call it OLD.com. Oh yeah. I just want to laugh. I'm watching the chat here. Um, I'm going to agree. I grew up with um, a father who was in the Air Force and became an uh, airline mechanic for Eastern Airlines, if anybody remembers that. Yes. I had, my dad fixed everything that happened to him, and he came every day with some kind of laceration, cut, burn, some super glue and duct tape. Mm-hmm. Literally, yep. you can do anything in the world with super glue and duct tape, generally speaking. I could probably make a tourniquet out of duct tape if I had to. Absolutely. So they were talking about yes. what. <laughs> next question. Oh, next question. Basically. Next question. Um, have you emailed me my five hundred? No. Um, <laughs> Wait, didn't I show you my credit card? <laughs> yeah. You did, but yeah, I didn't. You, you I asked, did. You, you know asked what? for it front and back. If yeah. you didn't record that, that's on you. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't being recorded. He's 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 not actually making notes. He's actually practicing your signature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in the in the prepping world, mm-hmm. um, are you happy with the people that are? have a desire and see the need for medical or do you think it should be more? Cause everyone, be wait, more. wait, are you talking about the, the people who are trying to learn it or the people who are trying to teach in, it in general? For example, in the prepping world, there's less than 1% of people that really know ham radios and they learn it and they, and they practice it. It's a small percentage. So they are, they're diamonds in the rough, meaning they're good catches for any survival group. Mm-hmm. Um, medical may, I think is higher than that, but do you think there should be more people that are pursuing like just even the basic wilderness or the classes you got to teach, should there be more or is the ratio? I know you could say more, you'd be crazy not to. But. <laughs> I have to say, I've got to say that it's got to be more, but I mean, yeah. you have to, you have to know what our mission is. Our mission is to put a medically prepared person in every family. So okay. that means that I need somebody in every family. I need an army of medics to get through what I believe to be the coming hard times. And so uh, that's why we spend all our time, you know, talking about this stuff Mm -hmm. and writing, writing, and we write books and we do videos and, and, and have podcasts and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, is that this 
impetus to, to, to learn about medical stuff, I mean, it's got to come from within. People have to really look at the world and they have to decide that, hey, you know what? Things aren't going so well. And, you know, things are, you know, maybe beginning to go in this downward spiral. You know, I mean, it, it's gone everywhere from economic stuff. And now uh, uh, this, there's this group called BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China, China and South Africa right. that want to go away from the uh, the dollar, I think maybe go to the yuan, the Chinese mm-hmm. uh, currency, you know, for international trade. I mean, the second that that gains steam, you know, we become no longer the superpower that, right. that we were, right. you know, and so that's happening from from an economic standpoint. We have, you know, people are not a, not afraid to you know, not, not stand up to us only, but, you know, to physically do things to our people, you know, and, and I really think that, I mean, you know, just fly over with balloons, you know, and, oh my gosh. and things like that. So I just think that anybody that's, that's got half a brain should take a look at it and say, Hey, you know what? One day the ambulance might not be heading in my direction. The rescue helicopter might not be just over the horizon. And I may have to know some stuff and I may have to maybe have some supplies that would make sense to deal with some of the common issues that might occur, you know, if medical help was not going to be on the way. So that became sort of our catchphrase, you know, you know, what to do when help is not on the way. So if I read this book and memorize it, do I know, I mean, do I really need a doctor ever in my that's life a, again? Yes, a, you do. That's a, what is that? The dictionary? There are, there are all <laughs> kinds of crazy, obscure diagnoses that are not in that book. If, if we put everything that could possibly happen to you, and believe me, there's a lot of things that can happen to you in that book. That you could possibly do something that about. That book would be as thick as the Empire State Building. Look at this. <laughs> like, Literally. So we'll talk about in the book, we'll talk about traumatic brain injuries, Mm -hmm. but we we won't tell you what to do if somebody shoots you right between the eyes, you know, with the 45, you know, uh, 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 he's like, he put his number up there. What number are you? Your number four, four four of the first 500. That's awesome (laughs) because we have, we've got quite a few books out there now. So number four, four. and you know what I I did the first thing when I opened that, what was the first thing I did? Find out who the other ones were. Call Charlie. I called Charlie Hogwood. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I remember. (laughs) And he he said he was number three, which I expected that. I mean, y'all were like neighbors and. Oh my gosh. He's literally one of the first people. Yeah. He was in our first survival group. As a prepper. Like, I don't think we knew another human being that was a prepper because we were in South Florida and it's like. Mm-hmm. Not like a big thing down there, but we got together with him and he literally, he was the other prepper that we knew in Jeez. South Florida. <laughs> so before, we, before we take questions from everyone, this is, this book is a must for every prepper. It, I mean, don't you oh, think you. It, it is like, it's like the SAS um, survival guide. That's a, I good, mean, that's a very good book. Every, everyone has that in their bug out bag or they have it. And this is with definitely probably number two. I can't think of number uh, another one, but the information in here, I reference this all the time. Um, I do f- fish antibiotics and bird antibiotics. I know, and I know exactly what to take them for, how long to take them, the doses and everything. 
but you, this is the most amazing book ever. And, and I love the color. Yeah. I'm, I'm just color saying version. the color version is amazing. Yeah, we, we, we do too. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to do that since the beginning, but every time I contacted a printer, it was absolutely insane. And then I just bit the bullet this time. And he was like, why do you need color? Why do you need? I'm like, I am going to do a color this time. Well, I'm glad she, I'm he glad complained she complained and complained. No, I yes, didn't complain did. that much. Yes, she did. <laughs> Here we yes, go. Yes, she did. Oh, why are you buying so many? Why are you? Nobody's going to want to buy this. <laughs> well, we got a guy on the pet. I didn't think, to the ceiling. I, ha- I have to what say that I am shocked by, <laughs> by the response of people to the color book. And if you go to our, if you go, if you go to Amazon, you know, We've got we're four out four point eight out of five and over twenty five hundred reviews, you know, and ninety six percent I think of them are are five star. But our one star reviews are this book is not in color. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Which Amazon doesn't Which want you have me. To get I'm not allowed on website. Amazon in the description to say hey, right, color version or. The other one he complained that I shouldn't do was a spiral, but I did it anyway. I, I that's a, that's a must about expensive. As well. That one was crazy. Yeah. That one was hand bound. By the way, I want people to know that that the company that does this for me actually wrote me this huge list, huge bullet pointed list with multiple people cc'd on it as to why I should not do this book. Mm. They were complaining. The paper is too thick. We can't use our machines. We're having to do this by hand. We don't have the right spiral size. And then I solved all their problems because I did my research. And I said, we're going to do this, folks. Everyone just take a deep breath. We're going to do this. It's going to be fine. I know you have to hand bound this. They They have to hand cut this book in multiple sections to get the holes. And then they hand put the spiral in to do that. So these books are very complicated to make. The publishing house is so unhappy every time I place an order. Well, I'm like, I'm sorry, I need more. Well, let, me tell you, let me tell you why the book is actually unique. Why why it's not just another decent first aid book. Okay, and not just because it's 700 pages, but and and covers so many topics. But because in every topic, there's you're just never going to see at the end of it. Go to the doctor, right, and or and take that person to the hospital no. and even books like where there is no doctor which is in plain english like you know meant for you know the average person to be able to read right. and that's what we did too is made right. our if you're in, if you can if you pass fifth grade you can read this book you know basically we made sure that we would not write that anywhere right. between the front right. and back covers do right. not go to the doctor or no we don't say don't go to the doctor we just say there is there is no doctor. Right. We just there is no hospital. There, there's no way to go. Right. The and entire book assumes these are that. the things that you can do. And at the end of what you can do, if you can think of something else, great. Because we haven't. We've literally right. got you to as as far as we can think. Um, and it's brutally honest. Like right here, step ten. If you're at step ten, kiss your butt goodbye. Yeah. Did y'all know you put <laughs> that in goodbye, there? Yeah. No, I don't know who put that That's in there. We didn't. <laughs> That's reality, baby. Okay, I, I okay, I um, I added that. Um, but, I mean, basically. You know, so even if you have somebody who you have to care for who's so sick is basically hospitalized, but at home and and bedridden, and you have to do everything for them, they can't get up. They, you got to bathe them, you got to feed them, you got to make sure they're hydrated. 
check their vital signs. I have a whole nursing care section in there, which is new for this edition. Right. And, and versus the, and the, the other thing three. is that people may say, oh, I'm never going to have to take care of a sick person or in my home or, or a bedridden person. I have to deal with them on a daily basis and need nursing care. But the truth of the matter is even the, the CDC, the CDC itself said during the COVID epidemic, um, pandemic, if, if you have a mild to moderate case, and this is during the time the hospitals were being sort of overwhelmed with, you know, possible cases and things like that. You know, if you have a mild to moderate case, we prefer that you try to take care of that person at home. Yep. Right. Yep. So, yep. Don't come here. But stay they, home. But they didn't explain what you should do for an epidemic sick room. Whereas you'll find in that book, in that book <laughs> and in the big book too. <laughs> yep. I got all the books. So, um, so do you actually, you, you hire these out for other people to write them? What? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I wish. When I you, know. Y'all labor and oh it takes God. forever. So the question is, <sighs> is there another book in the making? I mean, gosh, you guys cover everything. Well, you know, I'm thinking of writing a book on nuclear preparedness. Oh, okay. And honestly, I think that's that might be Seriously? that might that might be the oh next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yep. uh, I'm beginning to I'm beginning to see things in such a way that something will happen. I mean, especially now that they have what they call dial a yield tactical nuclear weapons that they have nuclear weapons that you can decide. You can decide whether this warhead is going to be five kilotons, 10 kilotons, 25 kilotons or a hundred kilotons of of nuclear weapon. And so what that's doing is it's making some of these crazier dictators think, well, maybe Maybe it's not such a bad idea. Maybe I'll just drop a a, a five kiloton bomb on uh, Kiev, uh, Kiev, and Kiev. yeah, no, no, they Which call it Kiev. Kiev. Chicken Kiev is what? now Kiev. Kiev. Anyway, Kiev, and uh, I can just imagine what's going to happen when that uh, you know when that possibly occurs. So yep. let's hope it never Hopefully does. Not. And right. I'm not panicked about it, and I don't want no. anybody to no. panic about it. Uh-uh. You know, I know I, every time I mention something <laughs> like this. You know, I, I I guarantee you that somebody's going to be calling me a fear monger tomorrow somewhere, you know, because that that is that's always happened every time I've written about this kind of stuff. All right. I want to answer a couple questions. Oh, 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 okay. Before you do that, before you do that. Hey, guys, if um, in the chat room, if you, you see a couple people have already put like three question marks and a question. And when you do that, I'll throw it up on the screen here and we can if it's appropriate question and it's. Even if it's not appropriate, sometimes. <laughs> I'm so, sorry if I've, what, if I've missed some of these questions. Medical, no, no, sorry, no, no one was supposed to do questions until until now. So we're waiting. Um, I will answer Mike's question. It. I don't think this is not in the Kindle version. Um, this is print only, and that's really what you need is print. So this is a reference book. This is like. Um, the um, SAS survival guide, you really need to know that in your brain. This is too much to know in your brain. And this is 18 years of probably um, education, right? I mean, actually more than 18. Way um, more. But yeah. Not only that, but he had 40 years of practice and I had, I don't know, 
25 years of practice. I mean, if you add it all up, it's ridiculous. It seems like y'all would practice enough where you actually could start doing it. But anyway, um, <laughs> you would think we would. <laughs> so, um, what medically prepared, what does that please define? Basically, medically prepared means you are someone who has developed a fund of knowledge for the common medical issues that are going to occur in the disasters that are most likely to happen in your lifetime. Okay. And so, and that depends really on where you are, where you live. If you live mm -hmm. on the West coast, you better be, you should be prepared and, and have, have not only the knowledge of what to do before, during, and after an earthquake. I'm talking about the West coast now. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you should also have the various types of material that's necessary to be able to function. For example, if you are in an earthquake area, then it's very important for you to have a medical kit, not only at home, but also in your vehicle, because you never know when something like that's going to happen. And it's probably going to make roads impassable. And so when that happens, you better have a, not only, not only a medical kit, but you better have an, a good broken in pair of walking shoes because mm -hmm. you may not be able to get home via the vehicle that you happen to be in. Right. So would you say it's kind of like ham radio? You just can't learn ham and then literally stop doing it. You have to continually learning and practicing and, and to for become common, you know, or just what do you yes, call it? I can, instincts. It, I can tell you that, I can tell you that's true because we have our ham technicians licenses, but it's been a while since we've used our handy talkies and we probably Shame on us. And, Shame and, we, on us. and we probably aren't. We just didn't have anybody can't to talk to on it really can't, down can't, there. You can't consider us experts. Yeah. yeah. I did that early. I did that in 2010. I mean, we did it a long time ago and we just didn't know a lot of preppers back then. There was no right. prepper net. There was no network. There was no way to meet anybody. I was lucky we knew Charlie. Now, you know, and then he had right. met Courtney like a year yeah, after now, we met him. You now, know I'll I mean? tell you what, why, we have two. why why that's important. And we eventually wound up having several other people. Yes, that we had made a little group, remember? And, and that's the importance of the really underscores of uh, importance of community. And that's part of medical preparedness, too, yeah. is to have not only be uh, the have the ability to deal with issues that may occur in your family, but also to be able to care for people that are outside your family, yep. because these people may have skills that you don't have. In other words, you know, I can take you apart and I can put you back together. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm serious. I'm, I can, <laughs> I'm talking about your belly. I can do that. Okay. But, but I probably aren't as good at making a shelter as, as even the folks on, on the folks as the folks on naked and afraid and alone and all those other mm -hmm. things. Right. I, I don't know if I'd say I, naked and afraid, but I might say alone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They ain't afraid they're just starving to death. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid you're not going to ever see me naked. But. So let me, a question um, here. Um, so ham, I'm, I'm a ham. I'm a general. Um, I, I'm awesome. somewhat a nerd, I guess. Um, but the ham people, they get together and practice yeah. like all the time. They have nets. They have, they have antenna builds. And they, ha I mean, should that be something in the medical? Cause we all go take a first aid class and we do wilderness first aid and we do these stop the bleed. We do what we can, but maybe medical people should start doing what ham people and start meeting and talking and discussing, you know, the things that they're learning and, and practice together. I, I mean, why wouldn't they? It's. And we have a lot of people like that. Like I said, a lot of the, a lot of the folks 
that are in our survival medicine group on Facebook, for example, the survival medicine, Dr. Bones and Ursami, uh-huh. they are EMTs or they are nurses or right. they, they're, or they're, or they're the family medic. You know, the people, the people right. that I'm telling you mm-hmm. that, that is the medically prepared person in the household. And, you know, we do talk, we do talk about things or we have a great moderator. His name is Ron Davis. I don't know if he's here tonight, but um, uh, he's, put together a huge library of files of all sorts of uh, all sorts of resources yep. that are that are not even our books you know that can really really are very useful we probably have one of the biggest medical libraries in uh, a, of a facebook group in the entire internet yep. i would say so so, so y'all familiar with y'all familiar with preppy squirrel she's got a question for you oh preppy squirrel hi preppy squirrel yeah. <laughs> What antifungals products do you recommend and are there allergy considerations as with antibiotics? Uh, yes, you can be allergic to uh, antifungal medications. I don't see that as often, I have to admit, as I see with many antibiotics, especially penicillin family antibiotics. I would suggest Lotrimin uh, as a good uh, Starting, collectible, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a stockpileable uh, antifungal agent, especially for skin. Uh, of course, uh, I, I just if you have say one women- thing, if you can get it in a powder form, yes, powder form, it'll last better. longer. You yeah. could always, if you want to make it into a cream, you, you can probably mix it with a little um, Vaseline, lanolin, uh, coconut oil, something like that. If you want to put it on to to keep mm-hmm. it to stay and, and and maybe cover it if you have a small rash or something. Um, but anything that's dry rather than the ointments is going to last a lot longer in your storage, which is what we're all looking for is right. what is going to last the longest, mm-hmm. the longest possible. Next question. Your books are in audio. Wait, wait, wait. wait, I just wait. Want, not, not done yet. Oh, I just not done. Say, I, I retract that question. Right. One, one, one of the antibiotics, one of the antibiotics that you can get that's uh, the next step up is an oral antibiotic called Diflucan. And Diflucan is still available in a fish an, a fish. Uh, and a fungal called fish flucan, Great flucon, or fish aqua, flucon. or I think aqua flucon, I think is, is another option. But it's so called fluconazole. F L U C O N A Z O L E. Yeah. And fluconazole. that right. for people that have, and, and there's even actually a, a ketoconazole, which uh, use was, I have to actually check to see if it still is, but last time I checked, it still existed in a fish version. And that ketoconazole. Is was used for people that have overall body anti uh, body fungal infections. So yeah. so there are still like options now. Everywhere. I don't know if they're they're going to remain options because the the uh, CDC and the DEA and the FDA are all saying they're going to have an increased stewardship, right? Quote unquote, of, on antibiotics in the future, and they they use uh, antibiotic resistance as their excuse for that. And I mean that's all well and good, but. You know, we still are giving tons of antibiotics to our food producing livestock, and that's not even to treat infections. That's because there's a statistical difference in how fast they get to market and how fast they grow if they're mm-hmm. on antibiotics or if they're not. So the ones that are on antibiotics actually get to market sooner, and so they make a better profit. And that's why 79% of an- antibiotics in this country are given not to humans, but to food producing livestock. But also herbal. And herbal, go ahead. Herbal, lavender, uh, tea tree, mm-hmm. uh, very antifungal. Garlic, uh, garlic, rosemary. Um, I've used uh, apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
mean, those are the the biggest ones. Fire. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to keep you going. Uh, no, fire is a good one as well. Fire, yeah, that would. Yeah. Uh, uh, nuclear weapon. Okay. Yes. Challenge. You got to answer this next question in 15 words or less. Okay. I know it's not possible. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, is your books an audio? Just so, tell- you know, that's really interesting because um, Joe's son, I don't know if people who have followed us um, had um, kidney failure and was on dialysis from type one diabetes. And because of all of that and the high blood pressure and your 15 words are over, he lost his, he, he actually <laughs> had an eye removed and the other eye is 90% blind. So he is, Technically, mm. what does that have to do with audio form? Because he can't read. Oh, right. oh. audio books are very important to us, and we that's have, un- that's not sensitive to you. We have thought about it, I'm, I'm and, a, and I was thinking I'm about it because I saw somebody write that down, and um, you know, it, I, that could be a project for me. I wouldn't mind doing that. Seven hundred pages. I can read it. Just a, you know, you don't do it all at once. He already, we sure determined we, she can read. She did determine. Yes, yeah, she has. And I have, uh, I, ha- I'm a, I have a good storytelling voice because I wrote, I read to my children since before they were born, mm. and and one's almost thirty five years old. So now. the book's going to start I'm, like this. It's going to go. Once upon a time, no. there was a crazy old doctor <laughs> who thought that the ambulance was heading in the other direction. <laughs> okay. Next question is on on the screen here. Um, okay. Can y'all see the question? Um, take over hospital in Sudan. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of a, it's not really a medical question, but is it a false flag that in Sudan, the hostile forces, you guys keep up with current events. You can ask, ask, yeah, answer well, that. Well, I can, I can, I can tell you that I, that I think that uh, the, the problem with places like Sudan, where there's this civil war going on is that there's not enough, security to keep their laboratories safe. So if there is somebody who's fiddling around with viruses or have some kind of some kind of virology lab there, I can tell you for a fact that they're not following the same safety regulations that we have here in the United States, for example. And so the hostile forces in Sudan that apparently took over this uh, virology lab, mm-hmm. you know, could certainly, uh, they couldn't do anything with it themselves, but they could sell whatever technology well, is there. Well, they're talking about a false flag, like drawing us into, you know. Oh, you know, to draw us um, into, into Sudan? Uh, uh, yes. I I think we probably do special ops all the time all over the place. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that, if if we do wind up doing something there. We're, I think we've tried to get our, some of our people out of there. Well, let's just say I'm going on a trip here tomorrow. To Sudan. <laughs> I can't say. I can't verify. <laughs> no. Um, here's a good question. I've always wondered this. Um, in, in Florida, the car gets hot. Do you, do you, what medical supplies in your kit really degrades with being in a hot car? So uh, let's think about what's typically in a, in a medical kit. Gauze. Not a problem. Okay. Forever. Uh, we've seen gauze uh, in Civil War museums. God knows what they went through. They look maybe a little yellowed, but fine. Intact packages, still sterile. If it's torn, it's not going to be sterile, but you can still use it to stop bleeding. You do you use what you have to when you have to. Uh, medications, 
Same thing as food storage. We like them in dark, dry, cool, and cool. So those are going to degrade a little faster. Um, is your Tylenol going to be ineffective after the expiration date in a super hot car? No, but things start to get a little bit less effective over time. So you think about your tablets, your wipes. That's another thing that's you have bed and eye wipes and alcohol wipes and sting relief wipes. Um, if you don't, which is why I put everything in Ziploc bags. If you don't seal those, those paper outside containers of all your wipes, do not seal it. And I'm telling you, if I put a bed and I'm wipe in my car in South Florida in one week, it is a paper towel. It is not a bed and I'm wipe. It is a paper towel with a stain of bed and I'm. So you must put all your medical wipes in little Ziploc bags or whatever, make sure they're, they're sealed from the, the dryness because those little paper containers are not enough. It's like your wet naps after you have your barbecue ribs, those little, those little uh, containers are, they're going to dry out after a while. So you have to watch your wipes, Uh, your hemostatic gauze. I personally do not feel is going to degrade. Those are uh, one ingredient products and they're in very good sealed packages. So I don't think you're, um, Kytazam or your comeback gauze or quick clot are going to degrade. I think those will be just fine. Your tourniquet's going to be fine. Band-aids, anything with adhesive. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about your tape, your band-aids. Once you get things hot, and this is especially true for duct tape, it gets like over sticky. It's going to stick to itself. Band-aids, I find, just, just stop sticking. So you need to watch your adhesive things. Anything that's got like a chest seal, same thing. Your chest seal gets oh, really, seal. really hot. You may have an issue with chest mm-hmm. seals. Yeah. yeah. So anything yep. that's sticky, you have to watch out with the heat, unfortunately. Okay. Um, another person asked about, you know, the audio and Kindle. And there's another question I'm going to refuse to throw on the screen. I'll answer that question because I don't want you guys to see the question. Okay. Gary asked, the answer is no. So everyone in the chat room can see what he asked. And I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna oh. mention it. I'll say I, well, I, I can say look, well, I say, didn't y'all don't like to touch that. No, no, I don't mind. It's, it's I, I I you external. can ask you can ask you can ask me. We're anything. okay external. Before no problem. Wait, before there were your standard <laughs> antibiotics like penicillin and things like that, there was silver. And silver has long been known to have antibiotic effects, antibacterial effects. Now, the thing is, is that there's a great deal of proof for its use on open wounds. Right. So skin on the skin and with open wounds, Burns. absolutely 100%. Yep. Love it. Do it. Use it. Now, what wait, I- Wait, wait. Uh, just because it has direct contact. It has direct contact in the wound. When you ingest it, Go ahead. When you ingest it, see, silver is like um, the Lonely Hearts Club. All right, a member of the Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> I know and, he's and this is it because it's a posit- it's positively charged, right? And what it wants to do is it wants to get with a negatively right. charged ion, right? And get and together. Now, what the what what it does in the body is it binds with chloride from the sodium chloride, 
the salt that's in your body, and it becomes silver chloride. And silver chloride is known to be generally in the body to be inert. So no effect now goes right out. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence. A lot of people, you know, have testimonials that say that, you know, it's worked for them. You know what? If it works for you, right. You know, I have no problem with you using it. I mean, the worst thing that could possibly happen is you wind up turning blue from Argeria, which is the, you know, oh, from G- God. You they're like one or two you, you people like- that have gallons you'd have to, you'd have to drink gallons of that yeah. stuff a day for yeah, that. That's... So I have no problem with people using it i'm just saying that i don't have as much scientific data for it internally as right. i do for it externally okay so there's that's my feeling on that and that's i tried to save you guys from that because i no, know no don't don't save us you, it's okay we, we i know you're i know you're we need, you're to, being, be, we need yeah. to be challenged okay we need to be challenged don't you know let me put it to you this way that what what we say isn't dogma and there are, if you line up 10 of us, 10 of us doctors or 10 of us nurse practitioners mm-hmm. and you ask us the same question, all 10 of us, you probably get 10 different answers. So, you know, what you're getting is my answers, or my feelings, our opinions from the mindset of someone who is trying to help the average citizen become a medical asset. That's me. And that's yep. her. Okay. okay. okay so, next question. Come on. Professor at Harvard is going to answer. Okay. (laughs) Amy. (laughs) The spiral version on Amazon is not in color. It's not in color. It's in black and white. I just want to answer it. No, I was going to, I throw it up there. You can take it. So, but they can get, if I remember right, they can, from your website, get it in color. Can't they? Yes. Do store.doomandbloom.net. Is where I have all of our medical kits that we pack. It's where I put the color book mm-hmm. and the spiral book. The only thing that's on Amazon is um, Amazon printed, KDP printed, black and white books. They print them, they send them. We provided the text and and they send that out. Yep, and so they can go to your site and get color. The ones that buy from you guys are probably are they signed? The yes. some of them. Yes. yes. No, our signatures are always in them if they buy them for us. What may not happen is I ask them if they want it signed to themselves or if it's a gift to someone else. They okay. have that option to check that because if you're buying it for a gift, they don't want me to sign it, you know, dear John, and it's going to Mary. <laughs> you know, yep. so we, ha- we let them check off if they want it signed personally or if they want us to just leave it off because it's a gift. Okay, if someone wants to do, I know if someone wants to learn ham, they study for a test, they buy a radio, and they start training. If someone wants to start getting in the medical field, we're not talking probably EMT here. We're just talking about being that family or group medic. And how, how what does that path look like? Okay, well, basically, it's actually pretty simple. Now, the ham radio uh, classes that we took to get our technicians licenses were actually put on by the uh, municipality. And there are many medical courses that are put on by municipalities as well. Many of them are free. So you might want to take a first responder course or a cert course, Mm -hmm. uh, or you want to take your, of course, your CPR courses and things like that. And you wind up learning some very basic ways to deal with a number of different common injuries. Now, what I would tell you to do is, Every time that you learn a module from one of those courses, 
learn it exactly as they teach it to you. But in the back of your mind, I want you to think what would happen if I couldn't do what they tell me to do and, and take that person to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're going to give you a goal and that goal is going to be stabilized and transport. But what if you can't stabilize and transport because there's nobody to stabilize to help 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 you stabilize them and nowhere to take them to let's say put them on a ventilator or things like that what what would you do in that circumstance so you always should have in the back of your mind what i would do if i wasn't able to access the miracle of modern medicine wow okay boo that was that was good <laughs> that was good um here's another one um this one says um, is it better to keep reinforced skin closure strips in over over liquid bandages? So, you, so you use a liquid to close the the bandit your wound up. Um, Do you put like strips over it? I guess that's what he's asking. I I don't I I think maybe he's asking it. Is it better? Which one is better? Okay. I is it better? I so I would I would say that the strips are better butterfly bandages or steri strips. If you use the benzoin tincture on either side. So the benzoin tincture creates like a sticky adhesive. And when you put the strips on, they'll stay on. So you can take a shower, you can wash the area. Um, liquid bandage is good, but it's very limited on what it can take care of. And your, your laceration or your cut needs to be very close together. Anything that's Slightly pulled apart is going to be better with steri strips to give it that tension because once skin touches, the healing process goes much faster. And liquid bandage is not going to bring things together. Liquid bandage is on the outside of the skin, it is not going inside and then bringing things together. So, if you have something that has any kind of depth whatsoever, your liquid skin is only superficial, it's like caulking. And you don't put caulking inside of anything to bring it together. Caulking goes on the top. So it's a it's a, a weather protector is what liquid bandage is for anyone who's used caulking, which if there's a person who hasn't used caulking, I don't know where they've been hiding. But that's the same principle. So I personally like the skin closure strips better. Awesome. When is the new book coming out for prolonged caregiver? Is that a book you're you're putting together? I think what they're talking about is um, like an expansion of that nursing care chapter that I have. Okay. And it, it's really funny that he says that because I wrote um, the titles to every one of the chapters of that book five years ago, five, six years ago. I have it in a drawer. And um, that's what I use. I based that thing that I outlined for a book to make the nursing care chapter. Right. If you have it, which I had to make it very small. If you don't have the the actual survival medicine handbook fourth edition yet, take a look at that book and that chapter and see if it's something that interests you. Her you know, her nursing care chapter, and if it's something that you want to go in, in in deeper, you know, we can also put it together more articles on that that are perfectly free also on our website. You have to realize, I, I'm not, I hope people realize that at doom, doom and bloom.net, 
that we have over 1,400 articles, podcasts, and videos on medical preparedness. And they're all absolutely free. I mean, so it'd be great if you buy our book and, you know, that's wonderful, sure but, but you put all my that nursing stuff care chapter on. I believe you, we made it an article. No. Uh, the nursing care? Uh, I'm, I, I have it we have, we have some nursing care articles, but it's yeah. not, it's not the, not your the entire, chapter, it's not not the entire chapter. chapter, but it's, it's a lot of the information, hmm. but yes, that was something that was really important to me. And I've been wanting to add it to the other books. And then this time I actually had the time because it was COVID and we weren't doing anything else. And so I was able to write that chapter, um, and get it in the book. But yeah, it's about prolonged care. Somebody with a broken leg, somebody mm-hmm. with a broken hip. I mean, we're not talking two or three days of care. We're talking about weeks, months. You've got to bathe them. You've got to change their sheets while they're in the bed. I mean, you've got to change them so they don't get bed sores. If they get bed sores, what you know? What are you going to do? So all that stuff is in the book. So this, this book here is how many pages? Uh, 700, 700 and something pages. If you count if I think it's 694 after the, after the, uh, introduction. And so I'm telling you, I think you, there's some that are Roman numerals. I don't you know why use they do that. every inch. There's not like a header or a footer in this thing at no. all. I mean, you so can't. That's another reason they didn't want to do the spiral. They're like, there's not enough room and to punch the holes. And that's yeah. why it's not a six I'm by like, nine. You'll find it. That's why it's not a six by nine book like the previous editions because it would have been 1,500 pages. Yeah, it would have been this thick. Yeah, it and it's hard. You know, for this particular book, I think it's hard to be audio. And, I, you know, maybe you should do it. That would be fine. But. I, I don't sit down and read this book. This is a reference book that I go to when I have issues. I guess I could read it and then take the the medical exam um, and see if I pass. <laughs> but it is not. I mean, it is. It's a reference book. And I mean. So anyway, I don't know. I don't. The audio version of that. I don't. With Amy reading that. I'm just trying to imagine that. And I think with Amy reading it would just would be worth the price of admission for just for that. Well, people could listen to it before they go to sleep. I could be like, oh, what's that guy who, who she has a very soothing no, no, voice? What's that guy who has the television show that he just talks? He's so he Mellow. puts you to sleep. No, the guy who puts you to sleep. Any uh, the tall guy with the red hair. He's pale as heck. Oh, Conan O'Brien. Oh my gosh, you make me watch his shows. I do. He's monotone. He does things very slowly. No, no, it's not going on, Brian. No, then. it's the television show where so and so puts you. Oh, to Joe sleep. Para. Joe Para. Uh, that. And what's the name of it? Joe Para talks you to sleep. Talks you to sleep. <laughs> there you go. All right. Okay. Well, Amy reads. All right. The Survival Medicine Handbook back, and puts you to sleep. <laughs> back to the subject at hand. Um, <laughs> is there anything you should not pack in a medical kit? And this is prior last question because we've been. A little bit over an hour so far. And <laughs> you know what? Hey, everyone, I want to tell you guys this. So I was concerned. You know, I'm like, okay, this is probably late for you guys. Because, I mean, some of us go to bed early. And I'm like, this is kind of late for you guys. And they're like, what do you mean late? We were on, um, what's that morning show you were on at that, that, like 2 o'clock coast, in the morning to 4? We were on Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> from 1 to 3. Two weeks ago? Yeah, from A week and a half three, ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm losing. And I was thinking nine thirty was going to be too late to ten thirty. One a.m. to three a.m. We actually went to sleep at nine and slept till eleven. Right. Yeah. Well, we were going to sleep till twelve, but we both woke up at eleven p.m. and we were like, "Okay, we we can't do this. <laughs> we have to get up." 
But yeah, yeah that I, was crazy. Okay, um, so this, uh, what should you not pack in a medical pit? Uh, I would say, um, ammo. Um, <laughs> right. Well, would, you're right. Things that are not medical. Okay. Right. Basically, you need if you if you have a medical kit, what do you need to do? You need to get to it fast, right? You need to go to get to where the tourniquet is fast. You need to go mm-hmm. get to where the splint is, perhaps. And and if you have your cans cans of beans there, and if you have you know your uh, your uh, thirty eight special ammo there, you know it's just not you know not going to make it. So you really you really need to be able to access what you need to get to. Yeah fast. And, and this is what I tell people about our medical kits. We have an entire line of medical kits and we put them together in ways that make sense to us. But what the I want people- that make sense to me. To you, to, <laughs> especially to you. Especially That's to you. That's why I do not let him pack my kits. <laughs> right. But, but what we want you to do is we want you to take our, take the kit. If you buy a kit from us, we want you to take it, open it up, take oh. it apart. Yes. Yes. And put See it what's in there. so that it makes sense to you. No, I already made sense for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I am this organization. I am with Amy on this one. I could take a huge box. If you guys saw the amount of supplies that I put into one of those big backpacks, it is a huge box. It's hundreds and hundreds of items. I have figured out how to get that into that backpack. I had a guy write to me in a panic attack. He was like, dear Amy, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. My wife emptied the backpack. Oh, I have a huge pile of medical supplies and I don't know what to do. How to put them back together. I was like, oh my God. It's true. He said, it's not going to fit. That particular bag, that that particular kit, you probably could make two additional kits out of it. I had, I I, thank goodness I have like a ton of pictures on the website. I say, first, look at the pictures. You'll see exactly where most of the things are. I said, what's left over, give me the list and I'll tell you exactly Mm. which pocket in the back hidden underneath that you need to put the rest of the stuff that's left over. It oh, I took crazy. a Band-Aid out and couldn't even zip it back up. <laughs> I'm not allowed. See, people are like, oh, when I buy your bag, can I add? I'm like, no, you can't add. There's no such thing as that. I have packed them to the hilt. Their I have stuff. to hold the bags really are. in my arms and, and zip them. Like, <laughs> right. Thankfully, those zippers will never break. That's how I know these zippers are like amazing. Because they never break, and I have packed them to the hilt. I, sometimes I gotta like squish them. Anyway, well, um, so it's been it's been long. It's been I mean, well, I didn't want to go not long because of the content. It's just that I, we tried to. It, you guys are so amazing. I want to keep you on for hours, and oh, well. I always get yelled at for that. I can't oh, I watch it for it. four and a half hours. Someone's asking the survival medicine handbook. Let me just hold it up. The essential you see question. Handbook. Yeah, somebody asked this question. Oh, the essential guide for when medical help when for when help is not on the way, and remember to get the fourth edition. Fourth edition. Well, just look for this cover. Yeah, but the yeah. the color book and the spiral book are only on store.doomandbloom.net. The black and white, you can find on my store if you want it, sign whatever, or you can find it on Amazon. And these are good books. These are your late, I mean, these are, these have those. If you want to add them in with the other, uh, with the survival medicine handbook in a three pack, uh, along, and you can even have the USB 
as well, which has all sorts of uh, videos and things like nice. that. So tell everyone how to, I know you guys have a, a, an, a on peppernet.net, you have your own little group, but how, I mean, how can people listen to your podcasts, read your articles yeah. Yeah. Um, and all that? Okay. Everything is in one easy source, doomandbloom.net. At the top of that, I have a link. You can click on the YouTube. You can click on the Facebook. You can click on the Instagram. Everything, all of our little links are up there. Uh, along the side is, or at the bottom of the front page is a link that will take you to the store, a link that will take you to the Amazon if you want to go oh. to Amazon and get the black and white oh, book. Lee, I just want to uh, thank you, Lee. Uh, Lee I just want to yes. say that our, our, yes. our medical kits are HSA, FSA eligible. And that's because they cover <laughs> all first aid kits. And I have a specific category on store.doomandbloom.net that says FSA, HSA kits. And basically what they want to hear is first aid kit. So every kit has a second name. It's got my first name that I, you know, made up 10 years ago and it's got a second name. It's the same kit. And it'll say first aid kit, family, first aid kit, compact, first aid kit, all, all they care about is those first three words are first aid kit. Mm-hmm. If you buy that, uh, text me or not text me, send me a note through my email, through contact. I also have a um, FSA HSA card item that's zero cost. If you add that to your kit, your order, I will know that I'm going to send you a special receipt. And, and, and just for, I mean, because some people might not know what that is. That's a medical savings plan, correct? Right. Yeah. Health savings account. Yeah. Uh, is HSA, FSA is, uh, what is it? What does it stand for? Now I forget. Flexible. Flexible, Flexible savings yeah, account. Fle- yeah, that's it. Flexible. Yep. So your work may have one or the other and all the money that's in there, um, some of the people lose it if they don't spend it by, the, yeah. by a certain right, time yeah. of the year. Sure. I don't know if it's your anniversary of work or December 31st, but you can use that money to buy first aid kits. Now what you cannot do, they will not cover books. So if you want a book, you have to buy a kit and buy a book, and I will bundle that together on your special receipt that I email you as a one-price bundled thing. Some of my kits, you can upgrade and add the book, and it's already bundled in, and that's not a problem. When I do the receipt, I'm, it's just going to look like that. But you can't buy a book. Unfortunately, they don't cover uh, first-aid books gotcha. or any books. Well, that this has been awesome. That's all the questions I think we've taken care of. And I can't wait to see you guys this coming week. We can. Four days. I have, Four, yeah. I have to say, Forrest, that of all the interviews that we've had recently, yours has been by far the most um, recent. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> he doesn't mean <laughs> I'm kidding. You are awesome. Super you are awesome. awesome. We are He's your biggest. Awesome. We're your biggest fan for it. We are. We are. Yay for that, it. Can I get permission to use that? Because that was good. That, <laughs> that was really good. Yes. That would be a great yes. starter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, doomandbloom.net. Listen to their podcasts. They he post a lot of articles um, on prepnet.net. But go to Doom and Bloom. Tons of tons of information there, and easy search too. You can easily search the articles there. So, um, but um, I can't wait to see you this weekend. Hey guys, everyone, thank you for joining us this evening, and um, we'll see you next time. So, yes, thank you, everybody. 
Thanks, thanks so much. Guys. Thanks for having us, Forrest. Thanks. thanks, everybody who was here. Really appreciated looking at yeah. the comments. Yep. Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Prepping Academy podcast. Preppers unite at www.preppingacademy.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.